Live from the Johns Refrigeration Media Center at the East Valley Institute of Technology, this is 88.7 The Pulse, KPNG, Chandler, Phoenix, and KVIT, Apache Junction, Goldfield, Ghost Town, Arizona. This is Wrench Nation, car talk, car culture, car tips, car music, all that is car. Wrench Nation Car Talk. Call or text your questions now. 480-655-8870 with your hosts, Frank and Steve. It is Wrench Nation on 88.7 The Pulse every Wednesday at 4 o'clock. We do it up good here with Frank and Steve. Good afternoon, Frank. Good afternoon, peoples. Welcome back. Get your little blanket, your summer blanket. We are ready to dive into Blanket? What car- kind of blanket do you need? I don't know. I'm just saying you need one of those blankets that has ice in it. I don't. We need that stuff. Right at least but you, know, you can feel it's drier now, though. Uh, you and know yesterday and today, it's not as hot as it has been. Recently, yeah, you know. you know what are you gonna do? I love my weather people, it but is what it you is. know, I live here every year, same thing. I've been struggling because uh, I'm trying to get up in the morning. You know, it's something about yoga, like yoga, like yoga. You watch people doing it, and you're like, "Oh, I got to do, do yoga." Do you do yoga? I, I, I'm half baked yoga guy. I, can I'm you not, like cross? I, you see now years ago, I can't I, do it. You know how they do the yoga with the cross legs things and everything. I can't see. I you used doing to be it. able to do that maybe when I was 19. But even if you just like, I'm thinking I can't start do now. yoga. We start slow. Yeah, like with pinkies. Like okay, spread. and do we? <laughs> do we have to like? We have to like uh, sit there and go meditate. Um, exactly. I don't know. I'm trying um, some things differently in my life, Steve. Well, feels good. And uh, we welcome back, you guys. Yeah. Uh, car care, uh, always your community people. Any car care questions, comments. Maybe you had a flat tire, didn't work out, and didn't sure about how to fix yeah, that. Yeah, you need to know if there's something going on with your car and you want an opinion. 480-655-8870. You can call or text. 480-655-8870 is the number. And I say we got a celebrity right now. If you guys call or text, you will be hanging out with Steve. Steve was on TMZ. Steve. TMZ Live. I was on last week, a week ago today. How did that go, man? Would, like, interview when, you? you know what, Gray? I, I have to give credit to Amanda Miller, who's one of our listeners, calls in every morning. Amanda yeah, Miller. Thank I'm, you, well, Amanda Miller. Right, Miss right. Amanda Miller. She hooked me up with TMZ. And so what happens is uh, I got in contact with one of the producers. What did you get, an email? Uh, no, they actually texted me they, and said, hey, are you so available TMZ, this day? Yep. You, you were having a little uh, drink. You've had a little Frappuccino drink, and you were sitting yep. out there with your glasses. And I, I got texted and said, are you interested in being on next week? I said, absolutely. We what? got a day. They gave me three topics. Oh, they didn't tell you they which gave one. Me, they gave like me three that, that I, could, I could be uh, asked to comment on. It was Trump and North Korea was one. Car care? Yep. No, no car care was not one. <laughs> Journey. Breaking up possibly because three of the members went to see Trump and Neil Sean didn't like it. Oh, there's a lot that of that. That was a possibility. A lot of that going on. I don't even remember what the third one was, but they All gave right. me they gave me Trump. Oh, oh that's gosh. what they gave me. But that's that's like a easy target right there. They gave me Trump and so therefore uh it was I mean Trump and North Korea. So I made my comment and I had no idea. I did not I did, I've never seen TMZ live. Okay. I'm always working. During right. that time. And I'm sleeping the other time. I mean, I've seen TMZ at 630. Yeah. But this is when the two guys are sitting in the newsroom. It's casual. And they're talking to people on Skype and right. they're getting opinions. And so all of a sudden, they start talking to me. And I go, ah, they're talking to me. So and they start you... asking me questions. Let me ask you something. Like, Steve, in 15 seconds, tell me this. Steve Gross, a radio legend, uh, 88.7 The Pulse. He's been on for a long time in the Valley. Steve, what do you do to prepare for a national interview? Did you did you drink some antacid? I went to KFC. You went chicken. No, you didn't. I swear to God. We chicken? went to KFC and we took oh. the we took the actual computer with us in case they were to get a hold of me. And by the way, oh, I don't have as many chins as the video showed. Well, it you always look angle. big. You always look big on TV. Yes, you, so you're not as you know, the object in this mirror are not as fat as they appear. Oh, all right. Well, you got a good message out, hopefully. Yes, yes. By the way, I, I think so. I mean, I think I made it I could have done better. Yeah, but well, you always can do better. You put that on your resume. Now, I also want to say another thing. All right, I have embraced two different slogans this year. Okay, wait, is this? Do we have to? Is this rated PG? This is this is from Marcus Lemonis. I on, like on I the like prophet. The prophet. Mr. You've seen C- the prophet before? I've watched them since day one. Okay, so my two slogans now are: I embrace solutions, not excuses. Oh, is that what he says? He says that. I got to test you now. The other one is. I'm going to test you on the that. The other one is you're not going to come to Evit wondering if you have something to do. You're going to wonder. You're going to come to Evit wondering how much you have to do as far as my class. 
Okay, you my push two it. slogans. Yeah, uh, you're gonna be. You a, should adopt these at, at 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 Desert Car Care. We try. I try to give some motivational. Sometimes it's just a big pizza with pepperoni, and that's enough <laughs> to get it done. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's all it would take around here too. That's it. So welcome back, guys. Today's show we're talking about hybrids, people. Uh, a lot of you may be driving, perhaps a Toyota Prius, uh, hybrid. The mystery of that hybrid, especially for you guys and gals. That, well, I don't know if I'm going to abdicate this, but many of you may have tried to work on your own hybrid. We're going to talk about the pros and cons to that. We're also going to talk about should you buy a hybrid? Maybe you found a deal. What could you be looking at if uh, if that battery, mainly, that battery pack goes south? We also got JB coming on second half of Bolt-On. And I got to tell you, I'm really, really excited, Steve. Yeah. We got one of the first certified of course this is in the aftermarket okay right? hundreds of thousands of great garages uh this is one of the first certified hybrid technicians to, to actually get the knowledge oh, base really uh he is an authority and this is really cool he's here local uh and that is nate and of course nate will be joining us i have a neighbor uh, has two of those smart cars by the way nate with next gen auto care will be joining us okay and again we're going to dive in so if you have questions you're driving a a hybrid vehicle or perhaps you made your own hybrid vehicle. Maybe you got a little go-kart and made your own little hybrid action. We This is all about hybrids today. It's going to be our big topic. It is. And I got the legendary Steve Gross here from uh, recent from TMZ. TMZ Live. TMZ Live. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And uh, I was once on Nightline with Ted Koppel back in the 80s. Really? Just my hand, actually. Damn, I need to. My hand pushing a button. Ted Koppel. Before you... TMZ Live, that was as, as good as I got in national TV. Yeah, so. look, at you've come a long way. Come TMZ. a long way. I'm waiting for, uh, you know, one of us, maybe Oprah. There's some car care that Oprah needs <laughs> to understand. <laughs> so you'd be like, oil change for, speaking of that. Oh. Oil change for you, oil change for oh. you, oil change for everyone. Wait, I got an Saturday announcement. Saturday morning. This is the real deal, people. Saturday morning. Let's get some announcement music. I, I think we need a fanfare, and this is especially- well, you got the fanfares over there on your little button machine there. Especially if you guys are school teachers. I'm trying to find some fanfare, because this really- I already got- Nope. 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 All right. All right, are you guys ready? We have an announcement. There, we found some. This is it, live radio, people. Yes. What's going on, Frank? What are you doing? What we have this weekend is our sixth annual yes. free all changes for teachers, people. You've heard it, man. This is not a joke. It is a big lot. I'm a teacher. I can come get a free. I'm going to give the free first free oil change when I get there on Saturday morning. Yes, and we'll also give you a haircut, Steve. Oh, maybe uh, I just got one. All right, maybe not. But seriously, guys, <laughs> listen up. We are proud to offer this. This is our sixth year with the help of some great vendors in our community. It is a Lollapalooza. Uh, we do about sixty of these free oil changes on Saturday. We normally are closed, right? So if you're a school teacher, come on by Chandler and Dobson Desert Car Care. Uh, we'll have music out there. I've got a food truck we're going to have. I just signed a deal with a coffee truck. So you people get out there early. It starts at 8 o'clock, and it's from noon. And I got greater news for our school teachers because you guys deserve it. What's that? If you can't make it yeah. or you come in and, boy, it, it it's gets too busy, busy. Yeah. we voucher all the way through wow. October. And I got to tell you guys, our wow, six, that's cool, Frank. six years doing this, we do about 300 of these. So spread the word. Yeah. A lot of you already kind of know, and that's cool. And we really make it your day. You guys really, un, look, I always said unsung heroes, right? School teachers, man. You guys are doing a lot of they don't make the enough money, so believe me, they truly appreciate it, Frank. Well, we appreciate it. <laughs> I am it. one. I truly appreciate so it. So school teachers, Desert Car Care Saturday. Get your free oil change from 8 to noon. In the meantime. Dobson and Chandler Boulevard. Yes, we got some news. Oh, my goodness. Do we have some news for you guys? Um, we got to kind of pipe this, scratch this down here in a minute. Um, it seems like Japan... Japan is cutting edge. Yeah. Um, I think we caught up with Japan. Japan kind of went dormant with their economy. Yes. But I just remember. I think after they had that big earthquake. Well, Japan is still. Tsunami, yeah. Japan is amazing. Japanese culture, people, technology. But, you know, Japan has said, we want to look at wood pulp. We want to look at wood and make parts from wood in the vehicles. Okay. We're going to make car parts. Out, out of, of wood. Out of wood. This really? is serious. They're taking this serious. They're putting a budget to it. Um, the global push among these car makers. You could be like the Flintstones car. I thought we had some pedal pedal action. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> a, but this is serious. Beat, yeah. So out of Kyoto, Japan, these folks, these researchers, they're trying to make these automotive components out of material made from wood. People take the wood serious and out of wood pulp. They say that this cellulose nanofiber, that's fancy for really strong stuff. 
like four to five times stronger, Steve, than steel. Okay. That's pretty crazy. This will reduce the weight. Um, the timeline, and many of us are listening saying, all right, great, Frank, they want to do this, but when do you think they can actually put it to use? They're trying to put a timeline for 2030. So I'm saying if Elon Musk could get together with the Japanese. I'm thinking with the wood, though, Frank, you got fire danger. I mean, you just it's going to smell like a big barbecue. Well, they got. We'll they, use some mesquite in there. <laughs> driving down the road. Smell so, like you want some chicken. We all know about the billionaire Howard Hughes chicken. back in, uh, you know, right after World War II. <laughs> yeah. You remember the spruce goose. Absolutely, the spruce and goose. The Japanese were inspired by the spruce goose. They oh. said, wow, that's a lot of wood. Yes. That's and it true. flies. It's a big, big old plane. Wasn't that over in Long Beach for a while? I think, I think so. so yeah. If you guys listen to this on the replay podcast, yeah. give us your chime in. I believe the spruce goose is still out there. Yeah. I could be wrong. Um, so that's uh, wood. Look out for wood. It's coming. My thing is, are we going to cut more trees down? I don't know. That may be a problem. And I got a second story here. This yeah. is kind of important. Um, you guys driving, you go to a concert. You may not park in open parking lots. You may just park in a standard garage. Sure. And uh, there has been an incident that's been reported. Steve, this is the second car, two separate incidences, that is literally plunged from the seventh floor of these parking garage. This is a problem. Uh, the city is taking this account. Now, luckily, the individual that plunged seven stories in their automobile survived. Oh, I saw this on TV. Right. And our friends at Autoblog, if you guys want to check out it was the video. Crazy. Uh, she survived, but she did. She was quoted yeah. as saying, as she was falling, time stood still, and she was like, oh, goodness, is this how oh, I'm yeah, going to die? Oh, yeah, your whole life flashes before your eyes. So what's the natural next thing is to figure out, okay, what safety measures failed? You know, you guys have seen those cables. Yeah. And that kind of scares me. I like to see concrete. And all of a sudden, I mean, this car just went over the side and almost hit into the car. These cables are rated for 6,000 pounds. But they need to check into those cables because yeah. they're pretty old. I guess the city had done this already and they contracted. But then why are you so through the cables anyway? But. Be extra cautious. We're going to pay attention. Yeah. Again, you can catch that story the auto blog if you want to watch the video. I don't know if it's live video, but they show the car dangling uh, downtown Austin. Pretty wow. pretty scary stuff. Crazy. Well, all right. Every week we tell you the shout outs, especially for the Car Care Council. CarCare.org, people, if you've lost your owner's manual, that's a pretty important piece of information. Maybe you bought a used car. Get on to CarCare.org. Type in your vehicle information. We'll give you all the details regarding your maintenance and, hey, what do I expect to kind of take care of my car? That's a great way to arm yourself up before you head over to the mechanic. And we're giving special big old Fireball Tim shout out. Fireball Tim, if you guys can't get enough of the car hootenanny smorgasbord, check out Fireball Tim. He has an amazing vlog, and I got to tell you guys, he really travels the automotive industry, the eclectic, the rare, the 55 Chevy, uh, 58 Chevy Impala, and he's got the car shows out in Malibu. Sign up, check out his calendar. He does a lot out there in Southern California. Fireball Tim. Dot com. There's a right. shout out. Before we go to break, I got Joey on the phone from Casa Grande. I think Joey called us before, didn't you, Joey? What is happening? Yes, yes I did. Yes, All right. I did. What's going on? Good. The 2000 Dodge Grand Caravan, is that right? That is right. It's one of my other vehicles I have. You got any wood under that hood? <laughs> no, I, I don't know. There may be some. I don't know. All right. Tell us what, what's, what's going your question on. today? Well, my question is this is um, my transmission. I've been having to put a transmission fluid in it. And what? yeah. Um, I know my rear main is leaking. You got engine it. oil leak too. Okay, it's leaking. So my question is this: is how hard would it be to replace that rear that rear main? All right, listen up. How long do you plan on keeping this caravan? That's the big question, my friend. What's this? Yeah, it, it's paid off, so I'm gonna keep it for a while. You are all right. So rear main seals. Look, this is the deal. If you rear main seal, you want to ensure that that's actually leaking. That is common over certain mileage. Make sure that we're not confusing a rear lip on an oil pan. I will tell you that on that platform, you probably got a rear main seal leaking. The good news is that there would be essentially a labor combination because if the transmission is leaking, you got several pans. Depending on what year, you at least got a lower pan. There may be a side pan. Transmission comes out. You're going to mm. bench seal that. And then while you're in there, we're going to place that round rubber rear main seal. Now, the thing about it is this. With an engine... That ages, you're going to have some crankcase pressure. So make sure that the crankcase breather system, that PCV system, is working, right? You want to make sure that that's flowing and it's breathing properly. If there's any slight restrictions, we'll blow seals all day long. Um, are you asking me price? 
Well, I'm just wondering how if it's really difficult. I know that you're gonna have to pull the transmission from the from the engine. If so you're gonna do this job, that sounds like a hard job for me. <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's difficult. Um, oh. You, you got to understand, as professional auto technicians, we do it day in and day out, right? And right. so, with respect for our folks that love to do little, you know, weekend work, that's going to be a bit more challenging, but definitely not impossible. A, be safe, and B, take your time. That's going to probably be. I don't, I don't think that's going to be a quick weekend project to rush it. Mama said, hey, get that thing out of the driveway. So stay in touch. I think you can do it. There's some YouTube videos. I'll give a shout-out to Eric the Car Guy and Humble Mechanic. They got some good videos. And, of course, you can reach us, wrenchnation.tv. All right. Thank you, Joey, for calling in. Coming up next, JB from Bolton Technology joins us on Wrench Nation on The Pulse. Yeah, it's Frank and Steve, Wrench Nation, 88.7 The Pulse, 480 is our phone number if you want to call or text at any time. Wait a second. Uh, today's the big Powerball day. I've got to go buy tickets. Power, you better buy some I've tickets. I've got to buy some, Frank. If I win, you're getting a million dollars. Well, we'll just take Handing this. Handing you a million right now. We'll take this to the Queen of England, London. The Wrench Nation, Wrench Nation. will be everywhere. It'll That's be Wrench it. Nation. We'll buy every station in town. That's right. And we'll just put Wrench Nation on every day. Welcome back, guys. We're talking about the hybrid technology. Uh, you know, you may think of Toyota Prius, but there are many hybrids, and we're going to cover what is a hybrid. Uh, we've got Nate with next gen coming up but first we got is the this wiser advisor the wiser advisor jb with bolt on what hey, is JB. happening yeah guys how the heck you doing <laughs> i love it the wiser advisor now tell us what happened what happened to you who coined you the wiser advisor well you know what uh, everyone <laughs> listens to me as i walk around and i spew all the knowledge that i have from all the years of working in the field and being on every side of it, and they said, you know, you're the wiser advisor. And I wow. Said, oh, and you are. You're works. actually spewing out some good stuff. Uh, Bolton oh, has, has a great, a great name. blog. I love it. So <laughs> one of the things um, you're going to tell us what we don't kind of do well we're across the board, including, hey, some of us garages, um, that's listening, man. We don't just we don't listen to people. Yeah, and that's sometimes. really important because, you know what, it's actually funny because yesterday, Mike Orisich, the gentleman that created Bolton, said something to this, uh, this effect. He goes, you know what, we're given two ears and one mouth. And when you look at that, that means we should be listening twice as much as talking. No, that's not the case. No doubt. Uh, we don't. Uh, I think right. the statistics are pretty, uh, pretty sad with that. So this is important. Let me ask you, because as, as sort of garage owners, we're going to do our best and there's policy procedures and we're going to work on stuff, but what can a consumer do? How do they know? I mean, without being blatant, like, you know, you know when you're talking to somebody and they're not listening, but how can we reiterate to our listeners, how do we know that that service advisor is actually listening to my key elements of my conversation? Well, one of the easiest things is, is tell them to tell it back to you. I repeat you know, it. You just spent the time right. talking and giving them what you know and how oh. well they can bring it out of you and then have them read it back to you and tell you what you said to them. I like that. That's straight to the point. So you're going to recap. Hey, my windshield wiper doesn't work in the morning. And the, and the individual's writing that up. And you say, my brakes are squeaking all the time. Those two items. Then you're, the guy's like, okay, it costs you whatever to check and we'll get a hold of you. And so you are going to check my windshield wiper operation, correct? Is that what you're saying? Did I recap? Well, well, yeah, re- recap that. You're going to check my wipers. And remember, I said they only did it in the morning. Yeah, I like that. a particular piece of information we need to know. And the other thing is, is you know, he said the brakes squeak. Well, you know, is there any particular time? So that's the job of us out in the field is to try to ask questions to get the most information out of a, cu- a customer. Because if it's something that only happens in the morning, that totally changes the way we have to look at it. Right, right. And before we dive into this hybrid topic, we're going to bring Nate in here just in a few few quick nanoseconds. Um, this is important because you'll find that, you know, a lot of complaints, not just in the automotive industry, all comes back down to communication. And it's usually within an hour of somebody picking up or getting delivery of whatever product, good or service that that communication broke down. Oh, I thought you said this, and I thought you said that. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. So you're going to recap what it is that you need to get done, and then maybe see. I'm kind of a bad listener myself. I well, men are bad. Yeah, I we, mean, we are. We are bad, gotta, and, and that's kind of a, a negative thing when you're a teacher like I am. I mean, obviously, got to have listened to the students, but they have to listen to you. But sometimes I find myself wanting to just jump on top of them with what I think their problem is. 
before I even diagnose their problem. And if you learn to listen, maybe it won't be that. Yeah. That's very, very big. Yep. It's very big what you just said. Yep. Yeah, exactly. No doubt. No doubt. All right, let, let's bring in our next guest. We've got uh, Nate of Nate's Next Gen Car Care joining us. Hello, Nate. Hello. How are you guys today? Good. Hey, Welcome to Wrench Nation. Nate, thank you for taking some time. I just want to tell the folks as we dive into this hybrid technology uh, under the hood, Nate at NextGen Auto Care, I thought this was one of the coolest things. You are a consummate of training and certification. Tell us, you own NextGen Auto Care, but you're also one of the first technicians to actually get certified to work on these hybrids. Tell us about that. Well, I actually have a couple of certifications. Uh, the one that was the first one that was available was done by the Society of Automotive Engineers, or SAE International, and that particular certification requires a four-day uh, intensive training. You, you take classwork and hands-on work during the day, and in, in the evening you're doing quizzes to uh, make sure you know the material. You do four days of that, and then you come back on the fifth day for a written and hands-on exam. So it's, uh, it's a pretty intensive uh, course. Not many technicians have the time or the resources to uh, to get that certification. I was the first in Arizona with it. Almost everybody who does that course is an instructor. Very few technicians actually have it. So that's definitely a, a unique certification. There's probably not more than 50 to 100 practicing technicians in the country that have that yeah. certification. Wow. That is awesome. And, and we're grateful for you to be on the show here. Um, you are the expert in that arena. And this, this has me asking this question. We may have some listeners that, that own a hybrid, maybe an older Toyota Prius. And we're going to talk about the multiple lines. It's not just the Toyota Prius. Those are very common. But let's just get right out of the gate about what dangers can occur. Uh, if I decide, as someone that's going to perhaps work on my alternator or battery or anything electrical... Nate, right out of the gate, can we talk about the dangers of a layman, someone not understanding, what can happen if, if you don't know what you're doing working on a hybrid? Well, ignorance is definitely not bliss when it comes to electrical. Um, you know, anything, the, the cars are all well-labeled. So anything that's got an orange wire on it or orange in color, that's a danger sign. And under the battery, uh, you know, the batteries are all labeled, clearly an electrical hazard. Um, you'll see lots of stuff on uh, YouTube, if you will, where people have got them apart. And never are they ever wearing any safety equipment. <laughs> any well, talk to us about safety equipment. What are you doing? You know, you, you work on these day in and out, uh, certified, and you, you're a professional at this. What are you doing to keep safe? Let's establish the safety. So so the the key is to know when you're being exposed to high voltage now when i'm exposed i have a pair of class zero gloves which are a thousand volts insulation and i also have a, a what i call a megometer which is basically a high voltage voltmeter so i can test you know the, the voltage to make sure that it's powered down like it's supposed to be i mean there's nothing like uh, accidentally finding 300 volts uh, to yeah, that's not a joke, no right. doubt about it. Yeah. I mean, we're accustomed to, if we go back to the basic battery system, the charging system of a gas engine, uh, even if we go back to some of the distributor-style systems, I mean, you could, if, if you, I mean, back in the day, guys would just manually pull a wire, and, oh, we got sparked sure. there, and if you got <laughs> zapped, you'd feel it. You right. probably, you know, but not so much on a hybrid. Have there been documented cases, Nate, where, like, serious injury or death, is it that serious? Um, you know, I should look that up, honestly. I, uh, what I've heard to the grapevine is there's been probably 30 or so deaths related to it. Um, it takes some doing. You have to do some things exactly wrong in order to get there. So, you know, it's, there are ways to work safely around it um, with some knowledge and a little bit of training. It's definitely a doable thing. But it's... To me, it's not the kind of thing that you want to experiment with. Definitely, definitely. And we're going to talk about, guys listening, uh, some of the common area problems, uh, what you may expect, and more importantly, um, you know, what, what you can expect in the testing. I, I think there's more, this isn't something that we're like you, I'm not knocking the parts, guys, that go in and just code pull, but boy, you could be left on the yellow brick road 
uh, wasting a lot of time and money. So we're going to get to that. Let's establish what is a hybrid, people. I mean, we know it may be kind of mixed of a couple things. Talk to us about what it is that a hybrid is doing under that hood. Well, you basically have two uh, propulsion systems, and there are, there are different ways that they're done. But you have a gas engine on a on let's just say Prius, since they're the most common. Its primary job is to run a generator, which charges the battery and also sends power over to the drive motor, which is driving the wheels. So you're trying to take advantage of a situation where you can have the engine off at a stoplight. You can have the engine maybe not even on while you're accelerating, uh, taking advantage of the torque that's available in an electric motor, and then also have the benefit of the car's its own rolling charging station, so you don't have to uh, plug in at night or whatever, which is, you know, electric cars is another area, which is... Right, we won't get into the full-on right. electric, but you're talking about it's kind of regenerating, Steve, where, you know... The, the well, I was going to ask, is it doesn't, doesn't the car, obviously you're running with gas for a while, isn't it also charging the the uh, electric engine? The the gas motor is is doing both. It, okay. It's propelling and it is charging the high-voltage battery, but the, okay. from a torque perspective, from an acceleration perspective, you you need that battery. That battery is there to help launch the car, which is when you use most of your fuel. If, you're, if you think of a traditional car, if you have one that has a on-the-moment gas gauge, when you take off from a light, you just watch that thing plummet to like, you know, two miles per gallon, and then right. you get up to speed, it's, doing, it's getting 30 miles to the gallon. Right. So this technology that when you have a battery, you have the ability to use the torque, which is tremendous in a, in a three-phase motor, at, at zero RPM. So low, low RPM, low speed, you have tremendous torque. And then at higher speeds, the gas motor may be taking over, but it's, it has a much less of a load on it, so you get a, the great fuel economy that way. JB, the wiser advisor, let me bring you back in from Bolt-On Technology. When you started seeing uh, hybrids coming into the shops, you know, when they when they really started getting popular, were there any challenges that you had to meet? Well, the most important challenge, again, is like Nate said, is the safety. Uh, we had to be sure that we were trained on them before we could even touch them. Okay. We actually had to have safety gear put out and around the vehicles. We were at the dealership at that time. And um, we had to learn. We weren't allowed to get near those vehicles sure. unless we passed our certifications and things of that good, sort. Good, good, good. Yeah, and, you know, we're also talking, I mean, we mentioned the Toyota Prius, but you got the Honda Insight, uh, the Civic Hybrid, Ford Escape Hybrid. I, I think, is it fair to say, uh, Nate, that most manufacturers have a current hybrid in one form, shape, or another? Yeah? Uh, almost everybody has something out now. It, uh, it's just a reality that the government is, is going to mandate higher fuel economies and we've really done as much as we can almost with a gas engine you're going to see turbo you're going to see um other options but hybrids and electric cars are here are we going to be able to get to the hybrid stage where we're driving these big ford trucks around as a hybrid you know they're doing it with buses yeah you know it's Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) It's going to be interesting to see how the cost-benefit weighs out on that because it takes a lot of battery, obviously, to sure. do um, heavy equipment. So. And would you be able to still get the same power? That's the question, too. The torque. I mean, I think Elon Musk with Tesla's, or I mean, it's more autonomous, but yeah. being an all-electric, and again, this is sort of in beta mode, I think what Nate is saying is that there is an interest in commerce, transportation, to kind of look at that as a, yeah. as a serious way because sure. it's all about cost. I mean, safety's in there. Nate, I had a question now. Uh, some of us listening may decide that that engine battery, which kind of still looks the same as a standard battery, not the main battery pack. We're going to get that to the in, in a minute. But if I were on the weekend with my Prius or any other hybrid, I'm going to change out my battery. What do I need to be aware of? Should I even mess with that? I mean, is it worth it? Uh, well, the 12-volt battery is uh, is very similar to I- any other application. Um, they, they're typically a gel battery, and they are typically vented, and that's one of the areas I see as a problem spot with some of the, 
uh, less expensive, shall we say, aftermarket batteries as they don't have a capacity for the vent. And sometimes the terminals are the wrong size, and then you see people kind of hatcheting stuff together. Sure. Uh, this is important. Let's talk about the vented system. It's important, you guys listening, that may just go to your parts store on the weekend, and, and you need to know, tell us about what is the difference. Why do we need a vented battery? Go ahead, Nate. Well, batteries are, you know, they have a gas inside of them that tends to, to seep out. and uh, It's explosive. It's explosive. To say the least. Yeah. We don't need any thermal events inside the car. I like that. You were conservative. We don't need any roadside bombs with your little Prius. Right. Yeah. So um, frequently I find the discount batteries are not that much cheaper than the uh, than the original equipment or a high-quality battery, and the, the quality parts fit better. They... The car has a charging algorithm that's designed around that battery. and So it's really important. You mentioned algorithms. So, I mean, voltage, look, voltage is important in all vehicles. But, boy, with a hybrid, a lot more sensitive with any corrective uh, spikes down or up. We, we really can't have that. So it's important if you have the hybrid vehicle that you get the original equipment and perhaps not that, that battery on sale, uh, you know, next to the basket of uh, sandwiches, whatnot. So um, another question, um, we've had occasion, and I've seen this, talk to us about these these engines can kind of run on their own quietly. Um, in the service bay, what do you do to ensure that that engine is off and de-energized? Talk to us about the whole arm that or disarming of that hybrid vehicle and why that's so important well the engine yeah i mean you just have to make sure the switch is off and, and most of the cars have a ready light or an arrow or something that tells you that it's quote unquote running and so you do have to take some care to make sure that that it is indeed off you can put it into accessory or uh key on if you will without having the engine on but uh, you do need to take care on that. Now, on the hybrid side, on the electric side, if you're going to be doing any work around uh, the orange cables and whatnot and you want to be safe, there is a battery disconnect on every hybrid. It's typically in the trunk or it's basically located on the battery, and you need to remove that disconnect, and that will isolate the battery to itself. Uh, there is still another source of power um, in the inverter. There are ultra capacitors. They do bleed down uh, very quickly. Again, this is an area that if I'm working where the orange cables are, I'm, I'm going to put my high voltage glove on, gloves on, and then take my meter and make sure that those capacitors, in fact, did bleed their power down so that I don't get uh, bit by one of those because those ultra capacitors are... It could be Nate, is it actually true that um, there's like an oil change mode in some of these vehicles that maybe our people need to know about because they might want to do their own oil, and there's some kind of mode that they have to go in so that the engine's not going to go on while the oil's out of the vehicle? Well, that's that's engine off, key off. Um, I don't ha I don't know of a car that has an oil change mode. I have heard of many stories where I have too, guys. I haven't really seen that in the garage. You know, again, going back to what you said. Uh, JB, that when hybrids first came on the scene, um, Show you my know, age, buddy. well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that a lot of us, it was like when ABS or traction control came around or, you know, airbags, you know, always the beginning, we're, we're always extra cautious. Um, and we still are, especially with these hybrids. But I think what, what JB's talking about, and I, like I said, I haven't seen it in the garage, but perhaps if we're not cautious and we don't follow procedure, that a standard oil change can go disastrous because that you're draining the oil, you're going through that process, and this electric motor decides to... I've never seen that, but I, I would like folks listening, if you have a hybrid, um, preferably take it into a local Rockstar uh, garage or your dealership, but if you plan on doing this yourself, um, 
Nate, we can we can give your phone number. Let's do that now because we're going to let folks know where you are here in a little bit. We have a ton more questions. And if you guys have questions, 480-655-8870, you can text us or call us. Nate, give the listeners your phone number because you're a wealth of information. You work on the cars, but you'll also support some phone calls about, hey, if you need help, that's what we're about. What's your phone number down at the garage? 480-699-0754. Okay, wanted to get that out. 480, say it again, 699? 480-699-0754. Excellent. Also, Excellent. if you want to text us today here, I'd like to know what hybrid you're driving and how you like it. Do you like <laughs> it? What's what's your issue with it? Text me, 480-655-8870. Uh, question for JB. Uh, we got listeners that, you know, we got back to school, kind of still in gear. Some of us parents are going to buy a vehicle uh, for our college driving uh, individual and perhaps there's a you know they want to come home on the weekends and maybe there's a 50 to 100 mile uh, distance one way and a hybrid seems like the best bet JB if I'm buying a hybrid and I got some miles what's extra important that I need to be aware of in terms of cost talk to us about what I need to be aware of or else that cost is going to be passed on to me well, the thing with a hybrid, it has a battery that does have a, a set life, and if the battery is starting to come up on the end of that life, there is con- reconditioning can be done, but there's a certain point where that's not going to work. So replacing the battery could be one of the big costs that you're going to face if All you right. buy a hybrid and late in its life. So, Nate, passing it on to you, you see battery these battery packs in all the time. What could one... And we're going to talk about this sort of service to the battery here in a quick moment. If I bought a Prius, and it's really marked, the price is really right, but the the, the individual seller said, hey, just be aware, I haven't changed the battery pack. Question to you, Nate, when typically, we won't hold you to this, but what mileage do typically we get, you know, when when am I going to expect a battery pack drama situation with these these, uh, hybrids? Well, the mileage, the mileage is not always the uh, greatest indicator, uh, okay. although there are, you know, there are fleet services that put a ton of miles on, and, and they may get 180 to 200,000 miles out of a battery in three or four years. Right. Uh, they're going to obviously go through it quicker. For the average consumer that's driving one of these cars, I would say year seven, eight, nine are kind of the window that the battery failure occurs in on, on a Prius. Um, pretty common there, and I've sadly I've seen way too many uh, used car horror stories. Of I bought this car and two weeks later the battery lights on. So if can if, can uh, those guys like hide cheat the system? I mean, because you're going to get a light on, correct? What light will come on saying, "Hey, this could be a problem"? Well, the the master warning light is its official name it's sometimes called the red triangle of death oh gosh the red triangle <laughs> of death oh yeah i've Yikes. seen that a few times oh get that out of my dash oh my goodness so um can it be hidden well i mean it could be turned off and you can hope that it you know that it won't come back before you sell the car there are some um what i would call used car lot practices for repairing the battery that are typically a very short uh, service life in the way they're repaired. And that- so they're not doing it properly. And let's get right into it. Nate, at your place, and, and i got to tell everyone, we've done business together in the past. And, Nate, I've known you for years, and you are an authority in this arena. Tell us about the reconditioning process. We have just a few minutes here. Um, what is this reconditioning? Tell us about that. Well, this is probably the most challenging discussion I have with people. The reconditioning is uh, basically a tool that you can that can be a process that can be done to help reduce the crystal buildup inside of a of a cell of a battery. And it would be a it's a terrific preventive maintenance program, but it needs to be done probably at the sixty to seventy thousand mile mark, especially in a hot climate like Arizona. So most of us don't think about like battery maintenance, but when we think about fluids, maybe the rubber, but you're saying that there is preventative that'll help with the long haul. And you're saying about sixty thousand miles there can actually be a service to help prolong and minimize uh, premature failure. Yeah, would at least the guys in the, the in the white coats tell you that if you condition it, the battery, the nickel metal batteries are very resilient and maybe could last 
300,000 miles or more. Um, of course, we can't hold anybody to that, but you're saying right. just to get, if you have a Prius, to start thinking about that. Um, yeah, it's an early on deal. And unfortunately, what I get are the calls that, hey, my my uh, lights are all over the dash. It's up like a Christmas tree. And I, can you recondition my battery? And at that point, the answer is probably no. Yeah. Well, it's like transmission service, right? If you, you come in at a hundred, hundred and thirty thousand, and you haven't been cyclical, it may be it may be a total waste. I mean, I, I think we can use that analogy. So, right. um, now this reconditioning um, process is something that you do common, yeah? Um, I uh, I would love to do more of it. I'm going to put it that way. Basically, the dealer doesn't have a recommendation for it. It's not in a service manual. There's no schedule for it to be done. And so nobody is really talking about it when it needs to be talked about. We, All right. We do, we do try to tell people, but most of the people I meet are at 120, 150, 180,000 miles already on their Prius, and that ship is pretty well sailed. And uh, so we help them as best we can. But you're straightforward, and that's what I, I admire about you, and many, many garage owners, and hey, the dealership as well, that you're really going to sit and advise, right? Um, and then that's the key. You're not going to give false promise because you can end up spending buku money to, to no avail, and it's a wasted uh, investment. Right. Yeah, you don't want to spend, say, $1,500 or well, $1,100 is probably the right price for conditioning. Right. If it was done properly. You don't want to spend 1000 and then, you know, six months, eight months later, be faced with a battery and... It's like, well, gee whiz, I wish I had my $1,000 still. Yeah. Right. we got a minute left, Nate. Uh, I want to ask you the number one $1 million question. <laughs> what hybrid do you prefer? Well, Toyota has 70% of the market. And uh, they're, okay. they're tried and proven. And it's almost hard to tell how good the other ones are because Toyota is so strong. What made them strong, them. Nate? What, uh, explain, how did they get so strong? We, got a, we just got a quick second. How did they? They started early. They started early. Right. And then they were committed to it. Right. Uh, Ford has a, had a great idea in air conditioning their packs and the escape. And I think if that would catch on, th- those packs actually last a long time. That is the way to go. The money, though, you know, there's always the cooling systems are an expense. So the cheaper the car, usually the lower quality the cooling system for the Ain't battery. Ain't that a fact. Oh, yeah. So yeah, that's a... That's a thing to consider there. Well, very good. Nate's with Next Gen Auto Care. You guys catch him out of Chandler, 4043 West Kitty Hawk Way. Uh, Kitty Hawk Suite there, 699-0754 with a 480 area code. We're going to get you on the Friends section of WrenchNation.tv if you need some of that hybrid information. Nate's your guide. Nate's Thank you, Nate. Next Gen Auto Care. Thank, Thank you. Thank you also, JB, Bolt-On Technology. We'll talk to you Yo. next time. Thank you, JB. Thank you, guys. Wrench Nation continues next on The Pulse. Bolt-On Technologies, automotive software solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-On Technologies software provide customer vehicle condition reports, including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. On the phone with us, Wrench Nation, it's our good old friend, the Blue Hand of Delaware, Mr. Buckley. Hello, Greg Buckley. Hey, guys. How's everybody doing today? Good. How you doing? What is happening, Mr. Buckley out of Delaware? What are you doing? Are you at the beach? You got, Are you at the beach calling nah, in? Nah, man, not at the beach. I was there just a couple, well, a week ago, just last weekend, helping out with a fantastic group of uh Runners and a great. Uh, Are you out there running? You got kids. blisters. Not, you know, I wasn't running. Now, nah, man, I just can't get myself in a run. Now I can walk, but I, I'm just not that runner guy yet. You know uh, what me mean? neither. Steve ain't a runner. He's busy <laughs> no. in the chicken. Now, who we have? Sean on the phone is too. Sean, Sean on here? Yes, Sean is here as well. There she is. Well, welcome, <laughs> Sean. It's a pleasure meeting with you again. And to remind folks, we've got Greg Buckley, Buckley's Auto Care, second, third. How many generations of Buckley's out there in Delaware? Uh, we are on that. We're, we're working on our third right now. Wow. All yeah. right. Yeah. See how <laughs> yeah. you're planting seeds. And, and Sean, you are amazing yeah. because, A, you can deal with Mr. Buckley in a respectable yeah. fashion. Uh, <laughs> so we love that. But as we, you know, we've mentioned, we've kind of gradually gotten to a, 
a nice uh, sort of announcement about this Drive Safe, Drive Smart, and why we think here at Wrench Nation is so important. Talk to us about, A, you're a mom, and B, you're in that whole child seat movement about keeping folks safe. What have you been doing lately? What's going on out there? Lately, just in our area, it's all about educating parents. Uh, we just informing them of what's the most safest for their child. Right. Uh, a lot. You'd be amazed at how many parents are not educated and come in with car seats installed incorrectly, and that's not going to protect their child in the collision. Yeah. What made you get into this, Sean? I mean, you know, Greg. Greg is an awesome guy, no doubt. Um, you yeah. have a personal story uh, that you may want to share. What inspired you? Because you're out there really working hard to get this message out. What inspired you? Uh, just. Just me being a mom, um, I struggled to have a child. And so once she was born, I wanted her to be the absolute safest she possibly could. And that grew into mom coming to me and asking me, um, is my car seat installed properly? And so I you became the go-to. To, you became the go-to. I did. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, let me ask you, because uh, Greg and I, I, I thought Greg did a, did a uh, live cast Facebook deal. And there was some question about... Um, the webbing to seatbelts. And I don't think I heard in a direct answer other than most of us thought seatbelts, if they're, if they got glue or gummy or juice, or is there a way to effectively like clean that, not void any warranty? God forbid. I think that's an important question. If I get my seatbelt dirty and muggy and nasty, what's the deal on that? For a, we'll see, for a seatbelt, I'm not 100% sure, okay. but I know okay. for the harness for your car seat, they are not designed to become wet. They actually, the manufacturer will not support it if you toss those in the washer, oh. and definitely if you toss them into the dryer, they are like no longer valid and you need to replace them. Wow, that's good information. Yeah. I know. Isn't that remarkable? Yeah. It is remarkable, um, and, and not too, Greg, not too crazy to replace, not terribly expensive. If you do an assessment and you say, hey, this thing is tattered, um, we got, you know, juice, juice. Some of these juices have a lot of acid, you know, sugar, and and that's right. not terribly expensive for somebody and to replace. No. Right, right. Not not at all. Okay. Firefighters <laughs> must love you guys because you're helping them out. It seemed like our, 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 our municipalities are so stretched, and for you guys to take over and help out, um, how are your educational clinics going? Well, they're they're, they're, going, they're going, going splendidly. Per- Go yeah, ahead, Greg. They, Go they ahead, Greg. Okay. No, they're they're going very well. When you know, when one of our when a when a car seat uh, client comes in and we do a fitting, we're basically having a, a twenty minute to a half hour class with them. It's just not you. You just don't put the seat in and say thank you very much and see you down the road. You're out in five minutes. No, you you actually take the, we actually take the time to train the parent because that's what it really should be as a training lesson um so for 20 to 30 minutes they're really engaged it's all hands-on uh it is you know it's something that you got to see and if you notice some of our videos on our facebook page and even on our youtube channel you'll see where grandparents especially grandparents are so like just blown away by the fact of hey you know what now they understand it now they can help themselves and and now they feel comfortable taking around the grandkids and that that's really something because you know grandparents are now hey they're they're forced to be part of taking kids around when sure. their parents have to be at work. So well, my grandma know, used to always pick me up when I was in school. Yeah, yeah, you know now you have safety issues. Fried you chicken and everything came to that one right there. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So um, like I said, uh, it's really it's really special when they come in. I mean, you know, our, our primary automotive service that we've been doing for fifty plus years now, um, this, this Drive Safe, Drive Smart program is really launching us into a complete resource for the community. Yeah. Um, we can't wait to get into even better situations and, and more training, more classrooms that affect the driver, uh, the, uh, the, the safety of the passengers. Because as professionals, like I've, I've said before, and Frank, you and I have talked you know, immensely about this, as a professional automotive uh, repair person uh we're responsible for the whole for the safety of the person that means we need to be concerned with every element in that car yeah and my and my uh, you know the, the, the tag word that i use is safety from the wheels up and the windows in 
Right. I so, like so, that. We gotta yeah. go. so, so Buckley, yeah. let me ask you this, okay? Somebody comes into your shop and they, they came in for whatever, an oil change. Have you ever noticed somebody's car seat improperly installed and you told Absolutely. them and you said, Here's how you know, here's how we gotta fix it? Absolutely. Yeah, that great. happens all the time. We'll we'll make a we'll make a call back to the parent and we'll ask permission because oh. you one, let's emphasize and Sean, you can you can you can take this one, but yeah. you have to be certified. Yeah. yeah, talk about that. A lot of us, um, a lot of us in the industry, whether it's aftermarket or even dealerships, we all can speak. We got to be like, we got to be certified and stuff. What's it take for? Let's say I'm interested in a program and I want to be able to not just off the cuff. Yeah, say what does what it I take need. to be a certified installer? Talk to us about that, Sean. It's it's actually so you can do it's a three day program okay. and it's ex- you know it's extremely involved. It involves three tests. And is this the same thing that, like, have, a municipality, firefighters, and perhaps police officers, is this that high? That's the same level of certification. Correct. Okay, thank you. Where does yes, one take yes. a class like that? Uh, it varies on your state, but we do them in Baltimore. You do them in Baltimore. So, so what, what it is, all over the you guys listening, and, and, and we got a lot of loyal fans listening on the replay there we're going somewhere with this and yeah. i don't want you guys to sit back and say wow we heard this seatbelt thing last week you gotta understand something these local automotive garages this is just the tip of the iceberg right. in providing Correct. an automotive solution sure right so that means yeah. let's yep. face it you bought a car you bought it new or pro- you know maybe slightly used right. and you don't know what this car does you know where the stereo's at and the idea is that Greg Buckley and Sean and many others in the industry across the country, these local outfits, are creating an automotive solution. And, Greg, you're going to get us. We've been been teasing, folks, but you're going to get us the 100%. Right now, you're doing kind of industry-specific training. What I'm saying, though, is like if I can go into Buckley's and I've got a car seat in my back seat, and I know he's going to even take care of that for me, I mean, that's just added value. Buckley's smorgasbord. Part, part of the experience. Anyway, we got to wrap it up, Mr. We gotta Buckley. Wrap it up. Sean, thank you very much. Thank you, guys. And we're going to catch job. you guys next week, okay? Thank you so much for stopping right. by. You got it. Thank right, you. Thank you. The Wrench Nation Wild and Wacky News on Wheels. Well, I'll tell you what. It's all kinds of goofy. You guys have heard about North Korea and all the, all the, just the drama. Well, many of you don't know that Sweden... Uh, sold North Korea some cars way back in the 70s, and North Korea still hasn't paid for these cars. Now, some folks would think that maybe we can negotiate some of these cars in this deal. Uh, I think the story is kind of goofy, but you can catch this. Reuters.com, Autoblog.com, I think, has these stories. Could North Korea, by the way, stop nuking and maybe give some money to these Swedish folks with the Volvos? They still owe them money from the 70s. No, they're not getting any money anytime soon. I don't think so. And what's the basketball player going to visit once in a while? Yes, exactly. Dennis Rodman. And Dennis Rodman. Dennis, I know you're listening out in Malibu. Could you go over there and tell Sweden that they will get their money back from North Korea on these uh, cars back in the 70s? French Nation here, of course, every Wednesday, 4 o'clock. On 88.7 The Pulse, WrenchNation.tv, WrenchNation on Facebook, on Twitter, and of course, Frank and Steve every week. That's right. Just a quick reminder, school teachers, check us out. Desert oh, yes. Car Saturday Chamber. will be there. Saturday, 8 from 12, your complimentary all change in apples and music. We got food, and uh, we'd love to have you. You guys are an unsung hero, so you're welcome out to the garage uh, Saturday from 8 to noon. See you there. If you guys are on iTunes, please catch the replay. Give us your comments. Let us know what kind of show topics you like. This is your show, our community. And as always, say every week, people, be safe, hug each other, and never forget to hug a mechanic.